What is going on, Sucka listenership? Wednesday afternoon, sitting here in the Sucka Radio studio, dark, dreary, rainy Wednesday afternoon here in Vancouver. Sorry, folks, no lead in music, no theme song. I'm going to have to get back to you on that one. Something came up with the last one. And uh, I'm going to come up with a doozy for the next one. But for now, hold tight. You can listen to my sexy voice lead off the show right here. One guest for your listenership, LFA 32 main event fighter, Brendan Allen, will join the show in a little bit. But before that, we've got an absolutely stacked weekend of fight cards. One championship, Global Superheroes goes down from Manila on Friday morning, North America time. Bellator 193 Friday evening, Larkins versus Gonzalez. And also on Friday evening, as I mentioned, LFA 32, Brendan Allen takes on Mr. Hernandez for the vacant middleweight championship. Moving along Saturday night, we got UFC on Fox 27. Jacare Souza takes on Derek Brunson for the second time. We'll see how that one plays out. But as I said, a very, very stacked weekend of fights. Now, news came out earlier today that Gunnar Nelson would take on Darren Till in London. John Cavanaugh, Gunnar Nelson's man or uh, coach, states that that could possibly headline the card. It's a very interesting matchup. It's a fun matchup nonetheless, but to headline a card, I'm not so sure. Say what you think. Hit me up. Facebook message me. Twitter me. Do anything you want with at MMA Sucker and let me know if you think that that fight between Gunnar Nelson and Darren Till is main event worthy. Now, as I said last week, I would like to thank my sponsors, The Blazers Choice. Check them out at theblazerschoice.com for all things cannabis needs related. They will deliver directly to your front door, Canada-wide. Can you believe it? Weed, shatter, edibles, everything under the sun cannabis-related. They have THC pens. They have great stuff on their website. So check them out at theblazerschoice.com. Make sure you let them know MMA Sucker or Sucker Radio sent you. If you're 19 years of age or older, they will deliver directly to your door. So they'll cut out the middleman. You will not have to go up to the dispensary, fight through traffic, any of that kind of stuff. they got a huge vape pen selection. Check them out, theblazerschoice.com. That's all the rambling I got. Three minutes under my belt, no lead-in song, but what we will lead right into is my interview with Brendan Allen. Joining the show now is a man who is about to headline LFA 32 this Friday night, takes on Anthony Hernandez for the vacant middleweight title. Please welcome Brendan All-In Allen to the show for the very first time. Brendan, thanks for joining me, man. Hey, man. How you doing? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I want to kick things off sort of... uh, getting to know you a little bit and and sort of easing the air and uh, getting things all out onto the table. Now, I started this last week with my guest and I asked him an embarrassing moment. Now, I earlier today, I had an embarrassing moment where I felt sort of gassy. And it made me think about this situation where I was at jujitsu once, throwing up a triangle, and what happens? Gas happens. 
uh, a bit of an embarrassing moment. You you got an embarrassing moment that you can share with our listenership? Uh, probably, I mean, I, I don't really see it as embarrassing, but, I mean, it's funny, man. Uh, when I first started training jiu-jitsu, I got really close with a lot of the guys. You know, as you do, you make a lot of friends and things like that. Well, being is that I was newer than pretty much everyone there and all my friends, they would, you know, be able to hold me down inside control and things like that. So one day I'd already done probably about five or six rolls. And I went with my friend. He's a lot lower than me. And at this point, I'm 13. He's 14, almost 15. And uh, kept holding me down. And I told him, if you don't get off me, or and we were just messing around, I'm going I'm to I'm bite you. And he was like, no, nah, you ain't going to do that. And he kept on, kept on, kept trying to choke me, you know. And I ended up just biting him right on my arm, <laughs> right on the tricep. And he jumped up and started laughing. I laughed, but it got him off of me. <laughs> That's pretty funny, man. I, I mean, sounded sort of Mike Tyson-esque. Yeah, I mean, hey, I was going to get him off of me somehow. <laughs> For sure. So you started jiu-jitsu that long ago, eh? You're 22 now. You started jiu-jitsu back when you were 13, 14 years old? Yeah, correct. I was 13 years old, just turned 13. Uh, So, gi jiu-jitsu, no gi jiu-jitsu? Uh, I was doing more gi when I first started. Um, I just got back into gi when I started training at Rufus Sport, but um, I, I like both. I, I like the fact of gi jiu-jitsu bringing different aspects to your game in no gi. So just for instance, if you can get out of certain chokes and things like that, or any submission really for that matter, with a gi, then you should definitely be able to get out with out a gi. So I, I like things like that and obviously you learn a little more intricate details. For sure. I, I feel the same way. I feel like having, because I train typically with the gi, and I feel like when we do do no gi classes and, and stuff like that, I feel like I can almost try more. Like, it, it's a more explosive game for sure, the no gi aspect, but I, I feel like I don't, I'm not as worried about my neck in certain situations, you know, like I'm stuck in side control on the bottom or something. I don't have to worry about a collar choke. I can do different things with my arms. Yeah, exactly. Nogi, I think personally, is more of a scrambler or more, maybe more of a wrestler type mentality or aspect because, like you said, it's more fast-paced. Um, there's less kind of, In other words, is there's less to worry about. But, um, you know, it's... Like I said, it's more of, to me, it's more of a scrambler. So there's not much thinking going on at the moment. You kind of got to think ahead of time. It's kind of like chess, you know? Exactly. So what belt level are you? Uh, I'm a brown belt. Nice. And and you, st- you you said you just started back up with the gi. Do you plan to compete at all in, in jiu-jitsu tournaments? Uh, I like to compete when I'm able to. You know, they've gotten a, I don't know if they've gotten a lot more expensive. But uh, to me, it's a lot more expensive, you know. I had becoming an adult and paying for all my own things and thing and stuff like that. Yes. You know, paying one hundred and twenty, eighty to one hundred and twenty dollars for a uh, IBJJF tournament, um, it, plus travel and food and you know things like that. It adds up, and it's it's really hard for me to do, especially with my schedule for school right now. So I've done a couple um, of the submission onlys in nogi for, as a brown as a brown belt, and I enjoy that. Um, I miss competing because I used to compete all the time, especially before I could fight. But um, yeah, eventually, yes, I, I will get back into it. It's just a little bit more about money and 
kind of time at the moment. You spoke about school there. What are you taking in school? Uh, I'm a senior in my last semester for criminal justice. Nice. So is is that sort of, uh, you know, backup plan, or is that what you plan to do um, even with this mixed martial arts thing going on? Uh, it's definitely a backup plan. Obviously, I hope to uh, make it in fighting and be able to make enough money to retire after fighting and not have to do anything else but <laughs> sit on the porch and get fat. But uh, um, definitely a backup plan just in case things don't go my way or, you know, I, I need something else to provide income for my family. All right, let's go back. 2015 first amateur outings with uh, Midwest Fight League. You know, you had your nationals. You went on to the IMA, IMMAF World Championships um, and won that. What what was that experience like, and, and what was it like having all those fights as close together as they were? Um, it was a little different. Being that I, I had eight amateur fights before that, and... They were all at home. I was able to train and treat them like professional fights and things like that. And then having to go to and do nationals where I fought twice in three days and then went to Worlds and fought three times in five days. It was, you know, it was nice because I got to fight guys from around the world and not just locally or regionally or anything like that. I got to fight guys from all around the country for nationals and all around the world for, for Worlds. And so that was a big boost, you know, and then all this, and then we also got to fight um, in the Octagon in the center of the UFC Expo for your finals at Worlds, which was really awesome. So it was the same cage that the UFC uses for, um, like, the Ultimate Fighters. It's a small, yeah. the smaller Octagon, but same canvas, same everything else, and that was a great experience. And for me personally, it was a great experience. It wasn't bad because they implemented those small shin guards my year. Um but that way that there was less injuries with kicks and bruises on the shins and things like that because they had a lot of those the very first year without the shin guards. But now that they have a little bit bigger gloves than we wore and they have the shin guards and they have shirts and you know, obviously shorts. But um, it, it was fun. I, I enjoyed it uh, a lot. It's definitely something that I hold near and dear to my heart being able to achieve that at such a young age. I believe I was the... And I believe I still am the youngest to ever win Worlds. And uh, like I said, it's just something near and dear to my heart that um, I'm very happy with myself that I accomplished. For sure. And was that was winning that the ultimate decision to move pro? Um, that was one of the reasons that I, I felt it was time to move, move pro. Um, I felt like I had fought guys around the world. It was already before that. It was already hard for me to find fights locally. So I didn't want to spend a whole nother year trying to find a fight or trying to get fights and things like that as an amateur. So um, being as I won that and I finished everybody and um, we decided to go pro, which I mean, looking back now, I, maybe I should have uh, waited and stayed amateur a little longer to start feeling more comfortable standing and things like that or just get more um, time because even though I did have 13 fights as an amateur, only uh, two or three of them went to a decision, so all the rest were finishes. So I didn't really have that much time. I never really got hit or anything like that. So looking back now, it might have helped if I would have stayed amateur a little bit longer until I felt more comfortable. But like they all say it's hindsight's twenty twenty, and can't change it now. Uh, I've learned from both of my losses, and I'm 
still growing, getting better and learning. And, um, we'll see. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, I it's was all gonna, a journey. Exactly. And I was going to say, I, you, you can't, you can't, obviously you can be upset with losses and they're definitely a learning experience, but having an eight and two record isn't that shabby. Yeah, man, it's not that shabby. Um, I'm always going to be my worst critic that anyone could ever say, no matter what's ever posted on the internet or said or known, whatever, it doesn't matter. Cause I've already said it to myself or 10 times worse and thought it or done it or whatever. So I'm always going to be the my worst critic. And, um, that's always going to be me. That's always has always will. And, uh, it'll never change until I stop competing. So, you know, like I always say in all my other interviews and everything else there, anyone that asks me, you know, the, the losses suck. Things is that I don't feel they were better than me. I just felt they were, well, obviously they were the better man that night, but I feel I'm still the better fighter. I just didn't show up and perform. And that's the only part that sucks, but it is what it is. Yeah. And I mean, the the guy who you lost to last, Eric Anders, he's, he's, in the octagon at this point, he's taking on, I mean, a living legend in Leota Machida. It's not like you lost to just some no-name guy. Yeah, Eric's a good dude, man. I, I respect Eric. I, I respect both my losses. I think both, I think Trevor's an awesome guy as well, you know. The, I guess you could say if, it, if anything, beef or whatever you want to call it, that I have towards them is obviously it's just nothing but competitive. Um, as far as human beings or as people, from how I know them, uh, I have nothing but respect for them, and you know I'm always wishing them the best of luck, and rooting for them when they fight. Unless it's obviously if it's going to be against me or <laughs> one of my two teammates that fight at 85 as well. Other than that, anybody in the world, I'm always going to go for them. I'm always going to pull for them. Um, same thing, like I said with Eric, I'm going to pull for him 100% against Loyota. I really feel that he can beat Loyota, and uh, like we like I told him today, you know. Um, he keeps beating people. It makes me not look as bad. It doesn't make me feel <laughs> any better, but uh, it makes me not look bad. For sure, you that was a title fight. You went on to beat Chris Harris uh, in the co-main event at LFA 18, and then now you're fighting for that vacant title all over again against Anthony Hernandez. What have you seen growth in terms of yourself just in the course of that one fight to move on to this title fight? Um. Honestly, man, I didn't see really anything, I guess, growth-wise in the last fight. I felt like um, I didn't, when time got there and I was in the fight, I felt like I, I didn't perform. You know, I felt like uh, I didn't want to be there for some reason. I just felt like I should be somewhere else. So I got pretty frustrated with myself during the fight. And uh, I guess it's only came out how I did in the second round. But, um... Getting, uh, it was just kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? kind of pushed together. It wasn't really spaced out. I was so frustrated at myself with the loss that um, I needed to get that bad taste out of my mouth. And the best way for me to do that was to fight somebody. And I have never wanted to fight a chump or a feeder or anything like that. I've always wanted to fight the best. So when they told me I could fight someone really good and be back for that title, because at the time I didn't know that Eric was leaving and I wanted to fight Eric again. Um, obviously, I was going to take that instead of fighting two or three more uh, chumps or lower-level guys to get back there. So uh, that's what I did. I heard it up. They offered me Chris, and uh, 
Arlington Rufus Sports. Did two and a half weeks at Rufus Sport and uh, went and fought. <laughs> and uh, as I always say, you know, no matter if I want to be there or not, I'm going to come to fight, and I'm going to give you the best that I have that night, or uh, at least at that moment. It might not be my my best that you know that's ever happened or that I can do, but at that very moment, you know, it, it's it's what I have. At least <laughs> that's what I'm putting out. Is that something that happens often? The your mental game is that is that something that has come up in the past that you don't really want to be there? I've never had the feeling like I didn't want to be there except for that fight. I just, I don't know. And that's why I got frustrated at myself. And uh, so I came out the second round and, you know, did what I had to do. I was just frustrated at myself that I wasn't performing like the last time. And um, it pissed me off more than anything. And so, you know, in the corner, called my second win. And uh, second round, you know, I was coming to either knock him out or I was coming to finish him or get finished. And um, that was my mentality going into it. What do you know about Anthony Hernandez, and how do you see yourself stylistically matching up with him? Man, I I, I see myself stacking up against anybody in the world just fine. Um, as long as I come and perform and, you know, do what I do what I can do. I feel I can beat anybody in the world, no matter if it's top 10, top 5, champion, it doesn't matter. Um, as far as Anthony, um, I've seen his pace, all his professional fights, and I feel the kid's very game, very gritty, likes to fight. I enjoy that. I like to watch that. And I'm the same way, no matter, like I said, how I feel, I'm going to come and I'm going to flirt with you. Um, obviously, I don't like to get hit, but I, I can definitely take a punch. And um, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be a very exciting fight. And I look forward to it. You're obviously not looking through or past Anthony Hernandez, but is the ultimate goal to make it to the UFC? Because I know in this day and age, a lot of guys and up-and-comers, they they hear the name UFC and they think that's the pinnacle of it all and it's where everyone wants to get. But from a business standpoint... Being a newcomer in the UFC, you're not making the money you would in other organizations. So what's sort of your mentality when it comes to where you want to sign? Uh, I'd like to sign to the UFC. Um, but if another offer comes in, it's better. If my manager says that we should take it, it's a great opportunity. You know, I'm not going to turn it down. Um, I'm more of the, you know, I want to get paid to be able to support my family. But I love to compete. I like money, and I like, but I like to compete more. And um, the UFC has the best in the world, and they've proven that. And so in order for me to feel accomplished in this sport, when I walk away, I want to fight the best. And they're being compensated compensated well, not as well as I think they should be, or maybe not as well as other organizations, but the top guys definitely are, and that's what I plan to be eventually. Nice. That's a great answer. Uh, do you feel like a, a victory in this fight will will get you there? Man, it's hard to say, man. You never know. I definitely pray, and I've, I've heard through the grapevine that it will be, and people are saying that it is, but you never know for sure. Um, I, like I said, I'm praying that it is. I pray that I go out here and win very decisively, finish him, whatever it may be. Um, I hope that I get a call for, you know, end of June or any time after that. But um, like I said, nothing's ever guaranteed in this sport, unfortunately. Are you a guy that wants your record to punch your ticket to the UFC, or, or would you do something like the Contender Series or the Ultimate Fighter? I mean, 
maybe not the ultimate fighter, especially nowadays. Yeah. But uh, I'm definitely open to the contender series if pop. Like if I had to, if that's my only way in, then yeah, no doubt. But I'm hoping that you know my record will speak for itself. The things that I have accomplished and um, my accolades will speak for themselves. Where I won't have to do that. So hopefully, you know, winning this fight, getting becoming the champion. You know, my two losses are both in the UFC doing big things, and you know, I didn't get stomped out by other guy. Um, yes, Trevin finished me in the second, but look what happened in the first. I dropped him, um, had a little mental lapse, almost finished him, and he came back and was the better man, and he won. But you know, I was beating him. Um, you know, Eric, the scorecard didn't say so, but everyone else that watched the fight said it was a 49-48 fight. I thought it was a 49-48 fight. He had first, second, third. I had fourth and fifth. So, and look look what both of those guys are doing in the UFC. You know, all my wins are finished. Things like that. The list goes on and on. And I'm just hoping that will speak for itself. Definitely. All right, that does it. Uh, for the MMA talk, we started the show with a get-to-know-you kind of thing. We're going to end the show with another segment. It's called 5 in 10. I'm going to give you 10 seconds. I'm going to give you a topic. I'm going to get you to try and name five things within that topic. Are you ready? Oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> I'll do my best, man. Sounds good. All right. You said you were a jiu-jitsu brown belt. Name me five things that are brown in 10 seconds, starting now. Uh, slippers, a fireplace that I have, boxes, um, some truck. Time. You, I believe you got four. That's pretty good, man. A lot of people don't get anything. Yeah, you know, sometimes they get one, they get two, but four out of five, that's pretty good. I probably could have got one more, but I, I felt like my answers were kind of stupid. <laughs> I know. I, I, I thought that maybe you would have said poo or something or... <laughs> <laughs> no, your 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 jujitsu brown belt. <laughs> yeah, slippers, fireplace. Interesting answers, definitely. But they, I mean, they are brown, I guess. Especially if you say they yeah, are. They're sitting right in front of me. They're brown. <laughs> awesome, Brendan. Thank you so much for the time, man. Good luck Friday night, Anthony Hernandez main event vacant title. All the best, man. Just let people know where they can find you in the social media realm uh, if they want to catch up with you. Awesome, man. And uh, first off, thank you to you for your time. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, any new people that I get to talk to, it's always great. You know, expanding my horizon, being able to meet new people, that's, that's great for me. I, I enjoy that. Um, if you want to follow me, be sure to follow me on Instagram, uh, B underscore Allen 185. Twitter is Brendan Allen MMA. And Facebook, I have my page, which I think I'm almost full of friends, but it's Brendan Allen. And then I also have my fan page, Brendan Allen in the May as well, or Brendan Allen Allen. So that's where you can follow me on Facebook. And uh, thanks for everyone for keeping up with me, and thank you for everyone that supported me. Awesome, Brendan. All the best. Good luck Friday night, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. You take it easy. You as well. Bye. Brendan Allen joining the show takes on Anthony Hernandez Friday night. That does it for another episode of Sucker Radio. I got nothing else for you guys. Nothing. Follow me on Twitter at JeremyBrand604. Follow me on Instagram, Jeremy underscore 604. Make sure you check out MMASucka.com for all your mixed martial arts news, rumors, everything fight-related. And uh, that about does it, man. Check us out on Twitter. 
Facebook, Instagram, at MMA Sucka. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Brendan Allen for joining the show. I'm out. <laughs>